Is that the Verve? Who does that? <clears throat> the Verve Pipe. Oh, the Verve Pipe. Okay, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, right. there was a band, the Verve. The Verve right? does a Bittersweet Symphony. Symphony, big, yeah. Big fan of Bittersweet Symphony. Um, and so uh, Bittersweet Symphony, they got sued by Rolling Stones and were never able to collect royalties for it for like decades. Why? Because allegedly it part of it was sampled from the British or the London Symphony Orchestra doing a Rolling Stone song. They sampled part of it and looped it in the song. And because of that looped sample, the Stones sued them and collected all royalties for like 20 years and then eventually let it go. Oh, that is such bullshit. Yeah, dude, fuck Mick Jagger. That's unbelievable, yeah. man. You, you couldn't just, let them have it. You you have so much money. You have so many hits. And when, when they asked, uh, what's his name, um, Keith Richards, you know, about it and all of stuff, uh, you know, he said, well, they should have wrote the song themselves. Uh, wait till these guys hear about how DJ Khaled made a living. <laughs> <laughs> That'll kill those 80-year-old Brits, you know? <laughs> Another one! Yeah! <laughs> yes! Dude, the Fresh... So, Freshman, The Freshman, that song blew my mind listening to it. What a blast from the past. Uh, yeah. Does that not remind you of Q101? Top oh, 10 at 10, yeah. baby? You know what I got me thinking was... Man, they used to have a lot of words in songs. Like a lot of different yeah. words. Now it's just the same ten or fifteen phrases and words repeated over and over again. They used to have like long verses with different uh, words and different ideas. Story. <laughs> yeah, dude. You actually thought about it, made you think about your life. The producers yeah. of music in the nineties thought their listeners were a little smarter than these days. We we have uh yeah, good cut. <laughs> The people making stuff now think we are total <laughs> retards. I'm telling you, man. Right. That song was definitely like written for people that can read. Yes, a book. You know, one of those yeah. things. Where you, <laughs> you, you you turn the page left to right. It's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> left to right, but is it up or down? It's also like attention span, dude. Like nobody has the time to follow. Like think of TikTok and the rapid fire of all the entertainment and the YouTube shorts and everything, dude. Like people can only handle like a few seconds of story and depth and before they're oh, tuned out, God. dude. So like you can just have to do like a repeat song, you know, it's just the same lyrics repeated over and over again, the same beat, no change, no C part, no, you know, anything. And uh, that's why we have our entertainment now. It's just built for retards, you know? It has to be quick, simple, repetitive. Idiocracy, man. We're headed there. Idiocracy. That's kind of what struck me from listening to that song. I was floored by, like, like he had the first verse, and then it was like, oh, the chorus, I remember this. Yeah, you know, the, the freshman thing. And then I was like, into the next verse. And I was like, wow, second verse. Okay, new words. This is wild. Like, he's telling a story here. This is intense. This gets the chorus again. And then he he did like a third verse. That blew my mind, man. There's no way you'd, you'd get away with a third verse in today's society. People don't have the time for it. Did you, uh, did you see that um, <laughs> the interview with uh, Mike, Mike Judd? Is that the guy that made uh, Mike, Mediocracy? Mike Judge. 
Judge. He's yeah. uh, the writer and creator of Beavis and Butthead and King of the Hill and Idiocracy. Idiocracy, yeah. They and, were asking him about it. In one of the it. greatest movies ever, Office Space. Oh, he made that one too? Wow. Of course, he's a genius. That is such a great movie. Yes, it's one of the greatest. Uh, <laughs> I just watched it the other day. Fucking holds up, Yes, man. dude, it's genius, man. <laughs> I think that will apply for centuries. Yes, dude. You know what I mean? Yes, absolutely. Oh, that's dude. genius. That is the Mona Lisa of our time. <laughs> my hat's off to you mr judge sorry i didn't remember your name i will in the future he's a true genius of our right modern. alongside da vinci uh so they were interviewing him about idiocracy oh, was, was it idiocracy yes. yeah the, and uh they were asking him like you know look what would you, you know looking at it now because i guess it's like 20 years old now it yes it has collected some dust right? absolutely and uh, he was saying that the one thing he got wrong, or he never saw... Okay, it came out in 2006. But uh, he said he he didn't include cell phones, because he didn't see back then where they were coming. Because that was before the iPhone and the smartphone. That's like, pretty the wild. The he had yeah. at the time was the uh, Blackberry. Sure, yeah. So, and he <laughs> said now... You know, like, he put it on a timeline of, what was it? It was like 500 years or something, right? <laughs> yes. He was saying like he didn't anticipate the uh, the cell phone and that it's going to happen actually a lot faster. Almost ten years, like <laughs> yeah. I, seventeen years later. I look swear, at, look. man, twenty ten <laughs> to twenty twenty. Look at the cultural shift; it's insane, man. We uh, poisoned ourselves in a way that we simply have yet to under comprehend. I mean, we'll, we'll see it. Down the road, we'll be able to look back, hopefully, unless unless Agenda 2030 is for real and the, they have their way and we're all depopulated. When we have a chance to turn around and take a look back, I think we will uh, be very ashamed at how we were overtaken by these devices. Yeah, and how we just let... How we let the, the these people take over our minds and then they can... You know what I mean? They took over the country. Yes, I'm, look, I'm looking at because uh, I googled it, so I'm looking at the pictures of Idiocracy. D- think about like one of the funniest parts of the movie is that the guy's a lawyer is dressed in like these throwaway clothes off the wall, right? Right. And then so are the politicians. Yes, we're literally at a point now where John Fetterman is meeting world leaders in a Carhartt sweatshirt and basketball shorts. <laughs> yes, dude. Yeah, like, we've, man. we've literally we are entering that world now where it is we is we're already there where it's okay to just be a, 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 a politician senator meeting a world leader in basketball. Shorts. Not only like, that, dude, he's literally brain dead. He's drooling on that sweatshirt and he can't <laughs> even put together a sentence without a computer doing it first. That's insane. We are totally in idiocracy. The, there's a big difference between dro- drooling on a Carhartt sweatshirt and drooling on an Armani suit. <laughs> I know, dude. You know what I mean? Which is what Diane Feinstein does, right? They dude. they roll her in and she drools <laughs> and she does thumbs up, thumbs down, and that's how democracy works in America in twenty twenty. Well, she doesn't even do it. Her daughter does now that she signed over the power of attorney. <laughs> Fucking ridiculous! You Democrats are should be ashamed of yourselves. Wow, you blew my mind right here with the idiocracy. And the John Fetterman in the sweatsuit, it is, we're there. We hit it so fast. He thought 15. 17 years. He thought 500. I know. 
It's the cell you know, phones, look, man. Cell phones made yeah. people retarded, dude. I, I, I like. I don't go fully into the whole five G. It's destroying our the cellular, you know, basis of our uh, <laughs> blood cells and DNA and all that nonsense. But man, something did happen with the introduction of these phones and the social media and the fact that the state can control media. Obama signed away or basically made it legal for the CIA to use state propaganda on American citizens, and that was a, you know, almost 10 years ago now. We're at this bizarre point in time where, you know, the Internet with the algorithms and the infiltration of the three-letter agencies and the control of the government and the big pharma and the big corporations, man, we have just been a totally poisoned society. So much so, folks, look at our life expectancy in america it dropped dramatically in the last three years or five years or whatever it is we have one of the lowest life expectancies in the western world currently yeah so i mean it's it's pfizer there's a huge tie-in to it i also i just think with these phones and with the gaming and the the uh, obsessive streaming that you can do with endless content, man, we are lethargic and lazy and just bums, man. We're not moving. And so, of course, our lifespan has gone down. And at the same time, we're frying our brains with these radioactive machines, man. We have no idea what we're, what's happening. We're going to look back in time if we make it and be like, that was a sad point in human history. Absolutely. And it's a... You got I mean, you don't realize these people are lying to you. Dude, it's not that good of a life to just lie around on a beach all day. Like, you're going to... Oh, yeah, know. man. No, great call. Absolutely. You want something to do. It's, it's, it's just like anything else, man. Like, uh... It's like anything. Like, if you're, if, you're, if you're the kind of person that's just, like, really fat and you're eating food, like, just whatever you want every day, fast food, everything, dude, you're not even really enjoying it, right? Eat healthy all week and exercise all week, and then have a cheat day on Saturday. You're gonna fuck. It. You're gonna love that food. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's you're gonna right, really man. enjoy it, and it's gonna be way better. Same thing. Like if you don't smoke weed all week, and then you get high on Saturday, you're gonna get so high, and you're actually gonna enjoy it. You know what I mean? That's right, man. Yeah, there's just a lot of uh, positives involved with uh, you know taking it easy, maybe living life a little bit, and then uh, indulging yourselves. You know, a l- less. Right? That's kind yeah, of what it comes not, down it's to. It's not good. I don't know. Like, we're America, though. We're supposed to do things big and fast and indulge, man, right? Like, overeat. That's the whole thing. Have you seen, like, you ever go out to eat, dude? These plates are ridiculous. The kind of stuff they're serving us, man. We're like fat cows with these massive troughs at every restaurant. Yeah, that's disgusting. But, you know, like, I think the big problem with social media is it made you seem like, you know, and you hear people like, oh, you got to go live your dream. You know what I mean? And it made, <laughs> people, made it seem dude. like it was okay. It, it, the dream life was, the ideal life was to sit there and do nothing. Do whatever you oh, want to do. influencer, dude. Up, you're going to be an whatever, influencer, you know? bro. Right? Yeah. Influencer. Like, it's not, I don't know. You got to go find some meaning in your life, you know? We need more influencers like Mike Rowe. People who go out there to, inf- you know, to inspire people uh, to get down and dirty and do some work, help Join out society, trades. you know, like uh, our society would function a lot better if we were more inclined to manufacture. 
and to build. We don't, yeah, we don't need influencers. We need mechanics. We need plumbers. <laughs> yes. We need, uh, well, the big thing I'm worried about is the mechanics. Nobody is going into the field of mechanics. And honestly, I was a mechanic in the army. I came out and I, and I didn't pursue it any further because I was afraid of the, the switch over to electric. You know what I mean? I didn't want to be that guy who at 50 right. not well, mechanics anymore. Nobody's buying yeah. electric. Nobody wants the electric cars. It's a dead market. Not, yeah, now you're starting to see that. But I think that's funny. They thought they were going to convince everyone to get these electric cars, and everyone said, actually, you could jack gas up to 10 bucks. I don't care. I want my gas truck. Yeah, I really like this truck. Yes. Well, because also, like, a, a gas-powered vehicle, you can still figure out at some point how to f- maintenance it. You can, ma- you can do some work on this vehicle. Yeah, but they're, they're ruining it. You know what they're really ruining? And I think they're doing it on purpose is the diesel engines, man. Now they're going to... I heard in 2027 now, they're going to double the volume of death fluid that you have to spray in the exhaust. Wow. So for those that don't know, the, <laughs> the geniuses of our government and the EPA decided that uh, if you want a diesel truck, you have to have this fluid. That literally just sprays into your exhaust. It's a scam. It, it's a fucking scam. It's a major dude. scam. Yes. And then and, and then they just decided 2027 we're gonna require double. That's right. So now you're gonna have to. I mean, what? You know, because uh, because of the air and the environment, right? Climate <laughs> the change. Environment, yeah. Because of climate change. <laughs> so to, not only yeah. is diesel six dollars a gallon you also gotta buy this death fluid that just literally doesn't do anything for the truck it just sprays into the air but do you know what's gonna happen is they're gonna keep pushing they're gonna keep trying to over-regulate uh, on these issues look at California I, can you even buy a gas truck in California anymore uh, the, but, I don't know but then can I think you... you can but it comes with two immigrants <laughs> that's right you gotta, care, you yeah. gotta care for them the migrants yeah <laughs> you gotta welcome them into your home uh, except for New York City, there's no more vacancy there, <laughs> folks. In New York, they just can't handle. And Brownie, you're doing a heck of a job. <laughs> Wrong button. <laughs> we have no more room in the city. <laughs> oh, the production crew needs to get some labels. That's what... <laughs> ABC is not working. Oh man, that's so funny. Uh. I think these regulations, they'll continue, but people will never buy into them. And, and like, no matter what, you can make it as expensive as you want. You know, people are going to get what they think that they need in order to survive. And they'll just move out of your state if you overregulate it. The Biden administration is all about banning, dude, light bulbs and, and gas stoves. And they're going to probably push down some road where they're going to further ban your ability to purchase a gas car. They want to keep getting you into these electric cars, but nobody's buying them. I read an article on NPR, I believe it was, and it was an interview with Jim Farley. Uh, you know, uh, what's his name? The comedian Chris Farley, his brother? Yeah. He's, I didn't know he had a brother. He's the CEO of Ford Motors. Chris Farley's brother? Yes, he is. I, I believe- got to sell my stock in Ford. <laughs> <laughs> You probably should, man, because he, in this article, in this interview, it's pretty insane. He goes in depth on how he acknowledges nobody wants the electric vehicles. It's no, basically, they lost two billion dollars. Yes, he, in fact, in their electric car division. Dude, he talks about how he recognizes how much they've lost, and they're 
doubling down and going into it further. They believe in this electric market. It's it's such a dead end, dude. Nobody wants this crap. Everybody knows that this is a freaking scam, dude. Once you if you get into an accident with one of these electric vehicles, they can't fix it like they can a gas car. And yeah, you can't just recycle the batteries once once there's damage. No, it's to it. trash. Not, not only that, you need to hit ninety. It's about ninety to a hundred thousand miles before you offset the carbon footprint it was to make that car. <laughs> That's right. Right. Yes. Yes, man. It's ridiculous. That's, it's ridiculous. And that's not even accounting for if the electricity you're getting comes from natural gas plants or coal plants. Exactly. Or, you know what I mean? Don't. Like it, yeah. You're not saving the world with <laughs> no, your electric vehicle. That's it. You're not saving the world. No matter what you do, you tiny person on this gigantic planet, <laughs> nothing you do will save the planet, you idiots. <laughs> yes, yes. Why don't you. Tiny yes. ants understand this. We live on the most gigantic ant hill, and nothing you do affects it. You do not matter. No. In fact, you will just be matter. You will turn into carbon faster than a blink of an eye for this planet. You have, we have, yeah. We're so stupid and naive and just like uh, narcissistic to think that we have this massive impact on the planet. I know. That's this really what thing is, is going to consume us all. That is the narcissism. Not only are we affecting it, but we can control it. We can turn back the time. Well, we you, can, you know, we can affect the climate. You can definitely control the weather if you have the access to the plains and they're spraying the chemtrails here in Denver. <laughs> Dude, it's been nonstop overcast, folks. Anyone in Denver has, now people have been talking. We went and bought beer, and the lady complained how summer's over. Her kids have to go to school, and they're pissed because we never had a summer because they just sprayed chemtrails all summer long, and nobody could go to the pool. So, look. Uh, everybody in America, I just realized that, you know why we're $30 trillion in debt? We have spent $30 trillion on just controlling the weather in Denver, Colorado. Denver, Colorado, folks. Because <laughs> that's what it would cost to do as much chemtrailing that you're describing. They're terraforming. <laughs> yeah. yeah, man. Uh, it's the truth. I actually have a clip, but I won't do it. Uh, it was floating around this week, but uh, we'll, we'll move. We'll mosey on. I don't know how Mike feels about the uh, the chemtrails. However, <laughs> however, speaking of flight and uh, you know maybe even getting the hell out of here, uh, they're they're doing space tours, and I love it, man. Virgin Galactic, baby. Now, space tourism history. Billionaire Richard Branson's Virgin Galactic rocket-powered space plane zoomed almost 55 miles up to the edge of space, carrying its first group of tourists. A former British Olympian paid $200,000 for his ticket back in 2005. The cost now is $450,000. Mother and daughter from Antigua and Barbuda, who won their tickets in a contest, were also on board. The spacecraft returned safely to its runway in New Mexico. You know what it didn't do? Implode right in front of the Titanic sure. under the sea. Dude, <laughs> this is how you spend a quarter of a million dollars, right? Is that what it was? What they say? Dude, this, yeah, I was just thinking this about that. This is how dude. you spend that money, folks. You go up and you get to touch space and feel alive uh, for a few seconds and, and see the glory of God, if you will. Uh, yeah. Don't spend that money to go into a toothpaste tube and, and just be imploded <laughs> in 15 seconds to go see the the sunken Titanic. Yeah, who cares? 
Unbelievable, dude. I love this story. I love it. This is the story we needed to cap off this year after that ridiculous situation with the submersible. That was all I could think. Did you hear how it took off? It went up. There was cameras. It was a, a nationally known company. You know, now, did you see the, the footage? Is cr- they're happy. They're floating. Their hair is in the. You know, everybody. They're having they a good time. Safely. They got to land and then talk about it and live. Talk it's about incredible, it. dude. <laughs> that like they got to go up in space and look at the earth or they didn't go into space but they got near it but even at that height you get a kind of a an idea of the, the you know the, the grandiosity of the of the planet we live on you know this massive thing and you get to you know kind of be humbled there and and understand the beauty right not be in this tube with a tiny window to see a dead graveyard where a boat sank a hundred years ago yeah get the fuck out of here you want to go up in space and see some life before you. Man, I don't know, though. <clears throat> Not worth it. 400 Gs? No, and they didn't even go into space. I think this is a huge uh, ripoff. Yeah, absolutely. You're right, man. Rich people, they're easy to rip off. Dude, they'll just spend their <sighs> money on nothing to just for no reason. And that's the problem. They got too much money, man. If you're a billionaire... How much was that to him truly? It was like 40 bucks. Yeah, he doesn't care, right? It was nothing. He's like, oh, I, I get a little publicity and I get to uh, go to the upper atmosphere, the stratosphere, whatever it is. Yeah, I'll do it. I think they pretty yeah. much went to that point where the dude <clears throat> for Red Bull jumped out and like parachuted to Earth. No, I think they went higher than that. Did they? I feel like they went to the same zone. No. You remember that guy? Was that like is an elephant? Is that is that the danger zone? <laughs> I think it is. It's <laughs> only them and Tom Cruise are allowed there. Yes, <laughs> and Kenny Loggins. That's right. So he was at uh, thirty-eight kilometers. Yeah, so he was twenty-four miles. There you go. Who is this? Is this the... I know. The Red Bull jump was 25 miles. When did they go 50 miles? Oh, is that what... Okay, so they were definitely higher. Dude, 25 miles, though. That's pretty high up there. I mean, that's that's a wild jump. Yeah. Right? You know what's crazy, though, is uh, the pictures you saw of the high diver. You know how, like, there's, like, dramatic curvature of the Earth? Well, they have to fake it because flat Earth. They don't want people to know that we live on a realm that's flat and we're surrounded by the ice walls. And uh, yeah, that one was legitimately fake. What do you mean? They well, because they used a fisheye. So, yeah, he lens. wasn't high enough, so they were using the the yeah that weird lens. And did they do it to make it seem more spectacular, or did they do it to tell the public, no, it's not a flat Earth. We really do live on a <laughs> sphere. They say they did it to get a better view, but yeah, I don't know. All right, okay. Now I'm, I day by day, I'm edging closer and closer <laughs> to flat Earth theory, man. It's getting freaky here. So yeah, Virgin Galactic was 55 miles. So you're going double. Okay, so you're up there, uh, almost space. Like, are you thinking you can see 
the division between Earth and space? Are you able to actually see it? You know, like, is it the firmament? I don't know. Where does space start? That's what I'm saying. It doesn't think, make sense. I think they that's, never really like, arguable. It. Can you... You know, like... <laughs> oh, go ahead. No, no. I'm, I think we're both asking the same question. Like, can you see that division between space and Earth? Okay, so the Kármán line, an altitude of 62 miles above sea level, is conventionally used as the start of space in when it comes to treaties or for uh record all right wow, i'm gonna go with space right. treaties they start at 62 miles that we're gonna give it 62 miles so that's where the earth bubble ends and where the space vacuum begins yeah see space makes no sense man none of this makes sense when you really think about it like what is it like a thin eggshell like what is this thing is it an embryo like what are we floating in how is there a separation Do you, you know where is what well what separates the earth what's that point of separation <clears throat> the atmosphere what holds it in gravity how plus the magnetic fields uh, see, there's too many ad. I I can't do that kind of thing. <laughs> it's too much for me. I got this pea brain. I'm an idiot, certified moron. I can't handle that kind of thought process, man. It's too much. Can we get Neil deGrasse Tyson in here? Where's Michukaku? Neil deGrasse. <laughs> Michukaku. Dude, I saw the. Cra- I was looking at the. Uh, this. Uh, what's that? Um, I forgot the name of the satellite that's orbiting around Jupiter. But it's crazy pictures. The rings are only 10 meters thick. Wow. Yeah, dude, they're like super thin. I th- yeah, I didn't think... I, that's crazy. It, Isn't but it? Uh, the rings, what are they? Like tiny fragments of rock? Or is it smoke? Yeah, debris, mostly ice. Ice. So could you like fly through it? Or would it like pierce your body and kill you? I forgot what speed they're traveling. But, uh, yeah, like the little ice thing. Oh, it'd kill you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. So it's like a buzzsaw of ice, 10 meters thick, flying around Jupiter. I like how you call it buzzsaw. It has a very, like, Simpson-esque, like a picture, of, you know. Yeah, I went for cartoon, specifically. Yeah, That's wait, like, my... <laughs> See how uh, I just said I'm certified for the retardation? My brain immediately goes to cartoon. Like, if I can envision what we're talking about, how, did, how would I draw it in a cartoon? Yeah, right. I mean, 30 feet, that's like a tall house, you know? That is a pretty tall house. <laughs> I'm just saying, but that's so small for the rings? Crazy. It is crazy. I always imagined the rings were kind of gigantic. Like, Saturn's rings must be enormous, right? Those bad boys got to be huge. Maybe, I don't know. You but can see the, them from the, Earth. They were saying, like, with the... Uh... So when they finally were able to send the satellite orbiting around Jupiter, right? Oh, yeah. They were able to finally determine the exact location of Jupiter, which then they could measure, like, the way it's pulling on the sun. And they found out that Jupiter's pulling on the sun so much that the actual center of our galaxy is right next, like, a point that's always right next to the sun. Well, that's kind of freaky. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Wow. See, we know nothing. You know, we don't know anything about space. I think that's the whole point. What we gotta, if if we don't even know what's going on in the Ukraine-Russian war, we have no idea what's going on in space. I'm telling you right now. 
Oh, especially if you got to rely on Neil to gas. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. We have no idea what's happening around us. There's no doubt about it, including uh, something that I wanted to get to, and uh, we've been skipping over, and nobody seems interested in it, I guess, only probably because it's a hard topic to discuss. There's, uh, you know, from a word perspective, I think it's just a hard one. The uh, Niger coup, I believe. Uh, Did I? Yeah, I know. (laughs) (laughs) Well, either way, when we do sensitive subjects like this, we can only go with one uh, lady, one lady only. And you had to wait for the second show? Man, I'm four beers in. I know. I, I did this on purpose. Chins are running high in West Africa after the regional bloc ECOWAS ordered the activation of a standby force for possible intervention in Niger in response to the July 26 military coup. I think I said mine a little less racist than old Amy Goodman. That was a little rough. She does have a dry mouth. I'll give it to her. And she's a southern gal. So, this is Nigerian <laughs> President Bola Tinubu speaking from yesterday's emergency ECOWAS summit the way she in says Nigeria's the name capital, Abuja. Is... <laughs> yeah. All right, Mr. Tabulu. We see from the community of this extraordinary summit. This is a rough one, but we'll get through it. I... That's no option. I didn't know how to cut it. It's taken off the table. Neither well, if you're wondering how he speaks English so well, he was trained by the U.S. <laughs> as a last resort. We remain steadfast in our commitment to supporting EJ in the journey towards peaceful and democratic stability in the country. The Associated Press reports the Nigerian military coup leaders threatened to kill deposed President Mohamed Bazoum if any military actions attempted to restore his rule. Meanwhile, The Intercept's reporting the U.S. has trained at least five members of the new ruling junta in Niger. The U.S. has paused security assistance to Niger's military. African officers trained by the U.S. military have now taken part in 11 coups in West Africa since 2008, including in Burkina Faso and Mali. Uh, squeeze me? <laughs> Baking powder? Wait a second. We're just training people everywhere. Uh, Ukraine, N- Niger. <laughs> so five of these Nigers? <laughs> Does it get more fun than this, though? Like, did you hear the guy's name, Bamboozle, or whatever his name was? And... <laughs> I think it was Limp Dick. Limpoozle? Yeah, like Bamboo, and then, like, there's so many fun names in this story. I'm a big fan of the, this uh, region oh, of um, man. the yeah, world. Yeah, so, so here's what happened is there was Niger, right, was just being exploited for its resources by the U.S. government through the help of this U.S.-backed government. That's right. Right? Yeah, oh yeah. And the minute that government said, okay, we're not taking this anymore, they got overthrown by five military leaders trained by the U.S. government. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, I'm pretty sure. Uh, pretty sure we own Niger. <laughs> well, you know, it's funny. Uh, the CIA—they're pretty good at those things called coup d'états. I don't know if you guys are <laughs> familiar with those. We've been doing them for a while now. Started originally here in 1963. You should check it out. Uh, All I want to know is, w- was uh, Ray Epps there? 
Oh, that filthy bastard. I know he was there. <laughs> Ray Epps. Is, is he one of the five leaders? <laughs> He's just a simple farmer, folks. He lives in Montana. He's a rancher. Take it easy. He just wants to live a simple life. Look. <laughs> Hang out with his wife. Milk his cows. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, this Niger coup is pretty uh, crazy. This is literally what our country does. And it's so funny that even, I mean, she's, I love Amy Goodman and Democracy Now! because, you know, they're a little cuckoo on some of the Trump stuff and, and what have you. But when it comes to these, you know, U.S. military-backed weird situations that occur in Africa and, and the, you know, the surrounding coastal islands in America and Latin America, dude, we, it's always our government doing and instigating and training and we're always funding and we're always behind this stuff and, and it's just endless you know, we did it in oh, Libya. We do it everywhere. There's everywhere. like a, something. What did uh, RFK Jr. talk about how our CIA is admitted to something like 50 something, 52 coups around the world in the, over the last like 50 years? Like that, that's what our country does, man. We uh, overthrow governments and install yeah. our puppets. We, inst- we Listen, we support this group. They overthrow your government. We give them everything they need as long as they give us what we need. The minute they become powerful enough that they realize, oh, my God, we could help our people and cut out the U.S., we overthrow them with a new group. Yes, dude. <laughs> it's that simple. That's, that's, come on. We've been doing it since the 40s. That's pretty wild, man. Uh, so, it, yeah, the- Poor Nigerians, man. It's a bummer for them. They're going to suffer the most. I'm sure there's going to be widespread starvation, raping, pillaging. It's going to be horrible. We probably already have drones bombing the crap out of everything there at this point. We, I guarantee, have mercenary groups, Black Rock-style, you know, military situations happening there, just like we do in Ukraine. We're spread out all over the place, man. Just because we didn't sign a... Uh, you know, some sort of amendment or do a declaration through Congress doesn't mean we're not currently waging war in something like 15-plus countries, because we are. Oh, we have to always. Oh, we're the machine. We're the war <laughs> machine. Mean, these fucking uh, defense contract companies, dude, their stock never goes down. <laughs> That's right, dude. You know? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And when it comes to these covert operations and the fundings of these wars... Uh, you know, there's all sorts of jabronis who just get thrown under the bus, but never really face any serious consequences. And when you look at Ukraine, especially a lot of weird, shady funneling of money went through a few groups, through some cryptocurrency back in and out of Ukraine into the DNC. And it all kind of funneled in and out of some dude, one of my favorite millennial arch villains of the modern era sam bankman freed uh (laughs) back in the news because he's apparently apparently he's been freed this whole time living at his parents basement and uh, his parents by the way uh multi-millionaire professors at stanford university uh you know so sam bankman freed now has to go back to jail FTX founder Sam Bankman-Fried is in jail tonight after a federal judge in New And dude, seriously, this is this guy is John Pistol for me. You remember John Pistol? Or, yeah, uh, oh, I remember. For, yeah, John, dude, Sam Bankman-Fried, 
Are we? Are you? SBF? Are you I know, kidding dude. me? That his name is Bankman Freed. Actually, if you look at the way it's spelled, it's Bankman Fried. Yeah, and the friend he looks a little fried when you look at. Yeah, him. he fried the, that bank, man. He did fry that bank, <laughs> absolutely. But he's also a bank man that's freed. He's been freed. He's been freed this whole time. Sam Bankman Freed is. Yeah, he's 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 John Pistol. He's Bankman really, Freed. Yeah, they're just they're just making fun of us. Yeah, we are. Yes, and Sam. So. He could be your Uncle Sam. Uncle Bankman Sam. Freed. Uncle Sam. Bank Manfred. Mike nailed it. That was beautiful. Sir, chef's kiss on that one. And I got to say, folks. He's got no kids, but he is an uncle. Whoa. Oh, yeah. And he's Bank Manfred. Guys, the joke is on us. We're being laughed at by these people. It's unreal. This guy, this guy was part of such a massive ring of money being transferred between Ukraine and the DNC. It's unbelievable. Oh, no, 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 no. If you learn anything from this clip, if you learn anything from the dude, man, steal as much money as you want. Make sure you give 10% to the big guy and <laughs> hey, donate, yeah. to your, donate, donate to your local Democrat campaigns. <laughs> You'll be a bank man freed. Yes! <laughs> you know? Oh my God, dude. This story is unreal with this guy. He's out of jail. He's in jail. He's just, the whole time... He's just living in his parents' basement. FTX founder Sam Bankman-Fried is in jail tonight after a federal judge in New York revoked bail for the former CEO of the collapsed cryptocurrency platform. Bankman-Fried has been living with his parents in California since his extradition from the Bahamas back in December. The judge agreed with prosecutors that he tried to harass a key government witness. Bankman-Fried has pleaded not guilty to stealing billions of dollars in customer funds. Oh, the lackey. He's just, mm. I, we're never going to hear about this guy in five years. I guarantee it. He's going to get off. Uh, by the way, Jail, we're, do you think he's uh, at Rikers or do you think he's over <laughs> at, uh, you know, the country club over in North uh, Wisconsin? Yeah, dude. Yeah. He's in the country club. from the Dells. Yeah. <laughs> hey, and don't, don't knock the Dells, folks. Check out the Wisconsin Dells. You want a cheap, good time, I'm telling you. Why'd they get so clean? The convicts clean it. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, Bankman Freed. I'm a, again. I'm a huge fan of the story because if you just do a m- minimal amount of research, even on the old Google machine, you will see this guy had very close ties to Zelensky in Ukraine through his cryptocurrency company, and then he was also donating to the DNC in the lead-up to 2020. Yeah, no, the Zelensky, uh, he, like, bought in, like, a billion dollars into his company, right? Let me paint it better for everyone. We were donating, as a country, billions of dollars to Ukraine, and then through this cryptocurrency, Ukraine donated billions back into the dnc (laughs) your taxpayers in the amounts of billions donated to the dnc whether you voted for them or not that's how the scam works it's a scam we got scammed man oh and by the way the best part of the icing on this cake maybe even the cherry on top they did a second impeachment on the president who tried to investigate the companies involved with the com- with the country <laughs> and the president who's currently president. I know. I know. 
The guy was trying to investigate the current president who's sending money to the to the country who gave his son bags of money. Yeah, we, we impeached we impeach. him, and, and we're still indicting the guy, and he will be indicted forever, mm. and in the meantime, <laughs> Sam Bankman Freed, who was the middleman in this wild embezzlement of cash from the taxpayers of America through Ukraine back into the DNC, this guy's been living in his parents' basement in Northern California this whole time. <laughs> Think about that. Frickin' wrap your head around that one, man. <laughs> he just now went to jail? Over some weird stipulation? He's... Pretty soon he's gonna write a book called If I Embezzled It, and then start a <laughs> podcast where he ridicules Trump for his financial dealings. I mean, what the fuck is going on here? <laughs> is served folks i hope you see how it works for this one percent man this guy embezzled billions that's disgusting living in the parents basement in the parents basement and not in fucking rockford illinois no again guys in california right on the beach parents are millionaires if not billionaires themselves they they live in a gated community in northern california somewhere probably with a vineyard like this guy Mm. had a poor guy he was limited to the pool house (laughs) that's right the four thousand square foot pool house and he can only have mimosas no bloody marys you're cut off I want to go back to jail. (laughs) There, they let me drink what I want. The Starbucks was free. (laughs) That's the Malibu penitentiary. You're getting espresso, no sugar. You get no sugar. (laughs) Embezzled a billion dollars. But mom, in the prison, they make my cappuccino with the heart with the milk. (laughs) The swirl. <laughs> so unreal. The the craziest part about the story too is like, you know, when they got him, right? They pulled him in from the Bahamas, and then they bring him in. Into, you know, they bring him into Northern California, where he's <laughs> staying at his parents' mansion. You're really gonna suffer, kid. <laughs> <laughs> Here you only have one maid. <laughs> there will be no daiquiris. <laughs> That's right. 24-hour kitchen? I don't think so. This kitchen <laughs> closes at 8 p.m. Like it or leave it, buddy. <laughs> I, I just can't get over this, man. This is so insane. This guy was a part of, like, so much corruption. Just chilling in the parents' basement. Unreal. And the way they talk about these guys. Sam Bigman Freed, he's like 30-year-old guy. He's a 30-year-old man. Same as Hunter. You know I mean? Yeah, yeah. That's There's what I mean. Hunter's troubled. like a 60-year-old man. Troubled young man. Like a... Hunter Biden, oh, the poor kid. He's just a, <laughs> just a kid with a drug problem. And Joe Biden, the 80-year-old man, you know, he really loves his kid. He loves yeah, his... He's 80 and he's 60. Mike, this is a father who loves his son. All right? And this is, a, this is a kid who made a mistake. 
And then Trump, Trump Jr., the guy who married one woman, had kids. <laughs> or no, no, he didn't. <laughs> I was thinking of uh, his daughter. Oh, well, you know. <laughs> Iv- Ivanka and Jared. That's right. Jared, Jared Kushner, you know, marries Donald Trump's daughter, has a family, and he's the worst piece of shit in the world. <laughs> I don't, you know? I'm not a big fan of Jared, I'll be honest, but, you know. That's, uh... I'm not a big fan of, but as Joe Biden would say, do not compare him to the almighty. Compare that's him right. to the alternative. Oh, good The call. alternative yeah. to Jared Kushner is Hunter Biden, okay? And compared to his alternative, he's pretty squeaky clean. This is a know? great call, yes. Don't compare to the almighty. Compared to the alternative, and so far, again, I like to compare Hunter to Don Jr., and no laptops of Don Jr.'s have surfaced of the man doing anything with any underaged women or doing any kind of drugs. I have seen no footage of Don Jr. snorting cocaine or wearing, weighing out crack rocks. I, I have no footage or pictures of Don Jr. in a threesome with underage Ukrainian whores. Like, there's nothing. There's nothing, man. You guys had... <laughs> you, the, the problem with the Trumps, which I think I even have a hard time wrapping my ra- mind around, is they had so much time to destroy this guy and dig, and they had the power of all institutions and the media, everything working with them, they the best they could do is they created a fake story about Russian disinformation and the P tape and all that. That was the best they could do. That means the Trumps, I hate to believe it myself, but kind of a squeaky clean family when you really think about it, dude. They've tried to do they couldn't find anything real on these guys, so they had to make shit up. Yeah. You know what's even crazier is the fact that they he was a Democrat. Like he he even talks yes. about how, like, they Chuck Schumer and all of them, they loved him. They invited him over for dinner to meet his fa- their families when he was a Democratic donor, right? Absolutely. And then the minute he runs for president... Dude, the one thing I don't like about uh, Junior over there, he's married to Gavin Newsom's ex-wife. Don't tell me these guys aren't hanging in the same circle. Of course, they're all... Yeah. part. It's a uniparty, right? They're all on the same yeah. side. Except, though... This uniparty doesn't like Trump in a weird way. I can't figure yeah. it out. <laughs> Something about him they don't like, man. But either yeah. way, uh, they look like they're in a bad way, and I've been predicting this for a while, and I think they may do it. Uh, I think the time is right for my favorite future politician and potential president of the United States, Michelle Big Mike Obama, to hit the scene. And uh, I don't typically have enough time to go through a lot of Joe Rogan experiences, except I did see a clip floating around, and I had to do a little digging into it, and I enjoyed it quite a bit. Uh, he had Jim, uh, I'm sorry, Tim Dillon on the show, uh, your yeah. favorite uh, fellow there, and I love the Tim Dillon. He's absolutely hilarious. And uh, in a lighthearted way, they... Tim Dillon on Joe Rogan's podcast entertained the concept of uh, Big Mike running for president. What they should have done if they wanted to win, George Soros should have backed up the money truck to Michelle Obama and said, listen, you are going to run because people like you. They like you. It doesn't matter 
you know, about any of the conspiracies, maybe you are Big Mike. Who cares? <laughs> but you are going to run this goddamn country. I can't country. believe you went there. You're going to run this goddamn country. That is the wackiest conspiracy. It's a wacky available. conspiracy. <laughs> Can I make one point for the people that are on the side of it? Yes. It is weird, but I don't think she's Big Mike. Okay. It is weird that she does, there's not one photo of her pregnant, but maybe there is. <laughs> is that not weird? Maybe what? it's not weird. I don't She's know. She's a public person. Why would you want photos of her pregnant out there? I understand that. But it's, I just, maybe it is weird. Maybe it's not weird. Maybe it's not weird. Well, also, when she had her kids, were they private or public? Like, when, was that when he was a senator? I don't know. I just know that <laughs> he's a senator, right? It's, it, it, which is the I love Till Bill. I love Till Bill. But I don't know, and the way he said it with that confidence, that's how all conspiracy theorists respond. <laughs> all of us. That's our. No, I don't know. You know, there's a, there's just this confidence behind. It. Like I don't know, but I do know. You know, I, I do know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I I can't prove it. But I know. I love Tim Dillon. <laughs> yes. Before he became president. For sure. So I don't, what, law school, yeah. Senate? I have no issue because I want to live. I have no issue with Big Mike. I don't care that they killed that sex slave in Martha's Vineyard. That's what happens to sex slaves. They drown in ponds. That's what happens. You fuck the ruling class, you drown a pond. That's what happens. If you get your little mouthy, you go into the pond. Um, I listen to Joe Rogan Joe and he Rogan. knows it's true. Joe Rogan's paid opposition at this point. You can just tell he's not able to say anything anymore. It's so sad, but I love it. Oh, that's fucking Stephen Colbert right there, yeah, dude. Yes, dude. That's he like exactly what that cannot is. Cannot agree. He's just making noises because he wants to, but he can't. I don't know. Oh, he wants to it. live. I have he no doesn't want to end up in the pond. Look, I actually think it's good. I think it makes our country fun. I think it makes us unique. <laughs> I think Putin and them are scared of that shit. They do it all the time. I think Putin and the Chinese are like, you know, they don't, you don't know what's going on there mm. because they're, we got, they got people that maybe they're men, maybe they're women. We don't know. I think if it's not real, make it real. Put it out. Would it would be anything better than her at the DNC, whip her cock out and going, and I'm Big Mike. The Chinese would lose their mind. <laughs> they would give up. If Michelle Obama took her cock out at the, at the Democratic National Convention, the Chinese would go, we're thrown in the towel. We can't compete with them. <laughs> That's my... I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Did you imagine the Chinese, even the women have bigger dicks? Oh, God. Big Mike. <laughs> yes, man. I'm so happy to have some big Mike convo out there in the real world. Dude, I mean... How many hundreds of thousands of people listen to Joe Rogan's podcast? So that's great that, uh, you know, on, on a mainstream level, you could say uh, people are getting a little exposure to the Big Mike conspiracy theory, one of my favorites of all time. It's so funny, man. The, the videos, the pictures, the possibilities, they're just endless. I know, I know. Right? <laughs> the only reason it's so funny is because of how hard they tried to push her as, like, the pinnacle of beauty. Yes. Like, you know what I mean? And then, and then uh, Melania comes in as the first lady, and they're like, oh, look at this. <laughs> I know. Yeah, that, that, that world-class model? <laughs> Supermodel. She's up to Big Mike. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm obsessed with the fact that Michelle Obama was the most beautiful first lady since uh, JFK's, what was it, uh, you know, Jackie Onassis, right? And uh, most beautiful since then, but we can't even talk about the supermodel who was just first lady. <laughs> the legitimate supermodel. Ukrainian supermodel or whatever she is. <laughs> Right? Before she was first lady, people paid her millions of dollars just to take a picture of her. I mean, there are just like take a picture. there are nude photographs of Melania, and they're just like, wow, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, what a smoke show, man! Yeah, dude, you're like, perfect. You were cre- you were created by God. It's so sad our public didn't want to embrace Trump and the fact that we had maybe the hottest first lady in the history of the country. Oh, for sure. Oh, we had the hottest first lady in the world. <laughs> no, There's no dude. world leader out there. Look at Macron's yeah, wife. Yeah, I knew you 90 years old. Get that fucking bag of bones out of here. <laughs> That's the crypt keeper over there. It's unbelievable. <laughs> yes. Dude, Melania was such a smoke and show. And then look at Trudeau's wife, Macron. <laughs> <laughs> I think we forgot, guys. Oh, dude, come on. That was great, Not enough Trump indictments to make me forget about that fucking kiss. Did you see those pictures? Like, come on. You could dig into that one. That's a rabbit hole and a half, dude. I do think those guys were, you know, they had a little bit of that Trudeau-Castro thing going on. You know what I'm talking about? And I'm talking about Trudeau's mom in Castro. That's right, folks. Everybody. uh, Yeah, that was a little little too much. Yeah, Trudeau and Macron. A little bit in the lovebird action going on. They have that look, right? And they held each other very close. The embrace, <laughs> the kiss. It's beautiful. Look, I am all for people being in love. You know what I'm saying? I think it's uh, a beautiful thing. Whatever makes thing. you happy. You whatever know? makes you happy. Yeah, to each his own. But, uh, yeah. you know, I think it's pretty funny that it ended up being Trudeau and Mac- Macron. We all saw it coming, right? It's pretty yeah. obvious. You know, but all right, man. man. That's good times. Yeah, this is hilarious. I thought Big you Mike. would. I thought you would love that. Did you catch the entirety of the Tim Dillon Joe Rogan experience? No, was this recently, dude? My fucking this Sp- week. Fuck you, Spotify. They log me out, and then I can't even remember. Did I log it with my Apple ID? Is it with my Google ID? Uh, and then I can't. Re- it doesn't matter because I don't. I don't remember the fucking password for either one. That's so right. Fuck man. you, Spotify. Oh, yeah. Stop logging me out. Yeah, man, they're all just trying to screw us. Uh, they're raising the prices on everything. Spotify's going up. Uh, Do you this... pay for Spotify? Don't pay for Spotify. I'd I, never pay for Spotify. I do the uh, the thing for Emma and I, you know. I, when you live in a joint household, you have to uh, make sacrifices for uh, certain things. So that's how it works. Make a stand. I tell have. Them uh, I've made certain stands. Mas- tell, them it's a, tell her it's a misogynistic company, and they're bigots. They hate gays. I don't even think that would work. I'll be totally honest. Uh, it doesn't even, dude. That whole the player that clip, dude. Big <laughs> bigotry and everything. That join join the group with racist. You know, I I think everything now is a joke. The the horse has been beaten yeah. dead when it comes to yeah. victimization. Like it, if you claim victimhood on some level because of a cultural whatever, you are a you are a joke. You, everybody should just laugh at you because at this point, yes. come on, dude. I mean, we just talked about it like August now. The, we don't have enough months of the year to appease all <laughs> these victimized groups, so we're just cramming them, right? Oh my God, it's the 
It's the eighth month. We're running out of months. We're just start cramming them into each month now. Well, it's really funny that we talked about Niger because honestly, the Nigerians are the ones that totally blew up the whole narrative on the left when it comes to the oppression of blacks because Nigerian immigrants on average do better than any white man born in America. Wow. Like uh, academically or Everything. financially. They go to school, they yeah. succeed, their, right. their social mobility is way better than ours, even wow. the first generation. It, the only difference between them and the black people that are born here is they don't know they're oppressed. <laughs> <That's> so, <right>. <laughs> nobody <laughs> told them. Yeah. Nobody told them that we're racist. Right. You, you need know? to be told that, then you can act the part. That's how it works, man. Right. So they just come here, they work hard, do what they got to do, and they succeed. They're almost, I think it, it actually goes Asian men, Indian men, and then Nigerian. Well, you know what's going to just happen is the immigrants, and this is the story of America, if you really kind of look back in time, the immigrants prosper because they have the harder work ethic, and then you just kind of fade out the lazy people. Only some, though. I got to tell you, the fucking Ukrainians, go back. Get the fuck out of here. Well, no, fucking but... Fucking lazy fucks. They're getting gifted cash bags of dough by the billions, man, so <clears throat> they, can, they have a free ride over here. That's the yeah. problem. I'm in the black Arabs. I gotta tell you, man. Oh, yeah? Oh, no. We're going down this road, I, I folks. Know, I, I'm too drunk to go down this road. <laughs> uh, that comment alone sounded really racist. It's <laughs> gonna have to bleep out the whole section. <laughs> Production crew. Can you, you call them Arabs? <laughs> I, think you could, I think I should be grandfathered in. Arabs? Had... Is that not allowed? Is that up there with China, man? Well, I think I should be grandfathered in because I served in the army when we were fighting the Arabs. So that's like... Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I think if you uh, did a little service over there on the other side of the world, then you have a little uh, dib action on the Arab term. And I don't see how... I Hey, look, when it comes to the Arabs, uh, I think there's some other terms that we're all familiar with that we could probably uh, put in there that would be far more offensive to so many huh. different people. Like a sand Niger? Uh, well, I think we, uh, <laughs> we're going to... We're not talking about the Uyghurs here, people. All right? We're in a different continent, folks. <laughs> one, of those, one of those desert modellos, you yes, know? It's just like such delicate <laughs> language. The language is so fragile. That's what you, you, people don't realize. Right? You, gotta be, you gotta walk and dance that tightrope. That's really uh, how it goes with the, uh, the other countries, especially you know, Africa, China, and uh, basically just Africa, China. I think that's where we gotta dance. But I think they're the most successful because they're the least sensitive. You can say whatever you want about them. Yeah, definitely, probably. I don't know. Uh, China, you got the social credit system, man. You can't say anything there now. No, 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 but a Chinaman that comes here, you can say whatever you want to him. He doesn't care. He's just going to work hard and succeed. Yeah, good call, right? So the Chinese and the Nigerians, they uh, seem to like, have... Even, even me and you are kind of up. We don't even really know if we're not allowed to say Chinaman or not. You know what I mean? Because it's more like the white people telling us whether we can or cannot say it. It's not Chinamen actually out there protesting. No, they're at work. It's on the same level <laughs> that it's almost more offensive to say Latinx to a Latino person. Right. It's actually, I think it's more offensive to say Latinx. I'll be, it's such, it's, it's kind of a condescending phrase. Well, now you're telling the guy. You don't know if he's really a guy or a girl, right? That's right. I'm questioning your manhood at this point.